welcome to The First Home Guidebook, a podcast exclusively for first home buyers. I'm Amy Linardi, a buyer's agent who has helped over a thousand people buy a property in the last decade. I'm here to share my property expertise and insider tips to help give you the confidence to buy your first home. Plus, I'll also be bringing to you property stories from first home buyers about how they managed to get into the market, which will hopefully inspire you in your own home buying journey. Let's get into it. When you are looking to buy a home, how do you know if a property is the one? I'm going to use a couple of dating analogies in this episode. You might have listened to an episode I did a while back about how buying a property is like online dating because there are so many similarities. But in the same way that when you are first out there dating people, how do you know when you meet somebody if they are the one for you? Well, unlike with dating, you can actually do tangible research and a lot of prep work when buying a property to help you make this decision. Although, like with dating, sometimes it does rely at least a little bit on gut feel as well. And just like dating, sometimes you might find someone or a property straight away, which you really, really like. And other times it might take a really long time. But at the end of the day, there is the same likelihood of finding the right property in your first week of inspections as there are in the fifth week or the 10th week or the 50th week. The only difference will be your own personal exposure and confidence and time spent in the market, which for some buyers, they actually need to go through that process to give them confidence to make a decision. So especially in situations where you have just started looking at properties, if something really great comes up quite early, it can be incredibly challenging for you to make a decision. There is always an element of, I'm not going to call it FOMO, but it's kind of like fear of something else or fear of something better coming up. If you buy now and then all of a sudden the dream house comes up in a week or a couple of months later, But that is always going to be a risk, regardless of when you buy. And the way to avoid that challenge is once you buy a house, just delete the realestate.com.au or domain app, and then you won't know any better. But in all seriousness, what you really want to avoid is passing up on an opportunity or the right property at the very beginning because you're not ready. And this is something that In some situations, we can avoid by doing some research. And the more prep work you put into this before you start looking at properties, that is once you are officially ready to buy, you're financially and emotionally ready to buy, the easier the decision will be when the right property comes up. Because what you ideally want to avoid is regret. You want to avoid looking back at a property months later when you're still out there searching and saying, that's the one that got away. That is the one that I should have purchased, but I just couldn't wrap my head around it because it all happened too quickly. Ideally, you don't want to put yourself in that situation. But how do you actually figure out if that property is the one? 
Well, the first thing is to always make sure that you have your strategy and your property brief completely done and well thought out before you start officially going to inspections. You can do as many inspections during your research phase as possible because that's going to give you some insight in terms of locations and property types and what things are going for, etc. But your strategy and your property brief is what is going to actually guide you once you are financially and emotionally ready to buy. Because in theory, once you are actually ready, you could technically buy a property within a couple of days if the right one came up. I know that that sounds really stressful and unlikely, and it is pretty unlikely that it would happen that quick, but it can happen. And if you can put yourself in a position where you can be ready for that, then you can avoid that regret later on in case that really was the best property option for you. So your strategy is figuring out your why. Your why has to always guide your entire strategy. Why are you actually buying a property? Your when, is this the right time for you, both from a personal level and a financial level? Your wash, which is your property brief, which I'll elaborate on in a moment. And then also your how. So either potentially considering engaging a buyer's agent or if doing it yourself, making sure you educate yourself as much as you can about the process and be really, really proactive with your property search. If you have absolutely no idea how to even start approaching all of these things, go and check out my online course where I teach you everything you need to know about buying your first home. But then your property brief, which is the what part of your strategy, the more time and effort you put into this, the better, because this will give you some really clear parameters on what you're actually looking for. And then it means when you find a property that you like, you can use that brief to first of all, make sure it ticks all of your non-negotiable boxes, but then also figure out how many bonus boxes it ticks as well. And as part of putting your brief together, you should also be doing a reality check to make sure what you're looking for is realistic and achievable in the current market. And the way that you do all of this is going through the sold section of realestate.com.au or domain and making sure that you can consistently see properties that are selling that meet your brief and have sold within budget. It sounds pretty simple, but I actually don't often see buyers really sitting down and going through that process and writing it out. Did you know that the first home guidebook is also an online course where I teach you everything you need to know about buying your first home? You can find out more at thefirsthomeguidebook.com.au where you can also download my free checklist, which is a hundred things to look out for at a property inspection. Just head to thefirsthomeguidebook.com.au. But once you have that brief in place and you've done all of that research, it means if a really great property comes up really quickly, or maybe it's not even that fast, maybe it's a month or two or however long down the track, you can use that brief to help give you confidence around whether that property is the one. Now, the one doesn't have to only be a property that ticks all of the boxes in your brief. There is also always an element of emotion 
with buying a home. There is nothing wrong with emotion. And in fact, I actually think that you do kind of need a bit of emotion if this is going to be your home and the place that you are going to live. So on top of using all of those tangible and specific metrics in your property brief, there also needs to be that feeling of, yes, this feels right. This feels like a good option. Because if it doesn't feel quite right, that might be a good opportunity for you to just maybe take a step back and think about, well, why is that property not quite feeling right? Just in case that does change your strategy or change your brief in any way. And at this point in time, you should also have a think about what can and what can't you change about that property. For example, if it's ticking a lot of the non-negotiables, but there's a few things that aren't quite right, could you change those aspects? For example, if you really, really want a second toilet and that property just doesn't have a second toilet, could you put one in at some point in time? How much could that cost? How easy would it be to do that? Or maybe it just doesn't have as much natural light as you wanted. Is there any way that you can improve that by adding some skylights or putting some extra windows in? So focusing on what you can and can't change, because if you do quite like that property, but the things that are holding you back are things that you can change, then that might help give you confidence around making a decision to move forward on that one. And then from there, a really, really, really great exercise to do to then help give you confidence around whether this property is the one or not is to use what I call a benchmarking exercise. So what this means is you then take this property and you compare it to the properties that you'd done that research on when you were putting your property brief together. So those sold examples and comparing this property against those sold examples and seeing where it sits. Is it better than a lot of those other ones that have sold? Is it somewhere towards the bottom? And in which case, maybe you can do a bit better. Is it sitting somewhere around the middle? This is a really helpful exercise because sometimes by doing that exercise, it can make you actually realize that this property is maybe better than you thought. Because in isolation, it's really easy to be critical about a property when you're overanalyzing it and you know considering its flaws, because please remember that no property is perfect. Just like online dating, no person is perfect. So we've got to have a think about what flaws we're happy to take on and what things are deal breakers. But by doing this benchmarking exercise, it can really put things into perspective. And don't just go and benchmark it against your reality check properties. You can then go and benchmark it against other properties that have sold in that area recently. Maybe they haven't been ones that were quite suitable for you. But by doing that, it will give you an idea of how good that property is in comparison to others that have sold but also how scarce that type of property is because you can't predict the future. You don't know what kind of properties are going to come up for sale in the next month or in the next six months and how many there are going to be. But if you do that benchmarking exercise and you can then identify that being able to replicate this property by finding another one that's similar or better in the near future is unlikely because it's clearly quite better or more suitable for your brief than a lot of the other recent sales, that will give you a little bit more confidence in making a decision 
knowing that it might be a bit more challenging to find another one that's similar or better in the near future. And at the end of the day, there does need to be that element of gut feel. If you have just started searching for properties and you find one that's come up pretty quickly and you quite like it, but you feel like it's just a little bit too soon and you've done that comparison to your brief and you've done the benchmarking exercise and everything else and you still just don't feel comfortable making a decision so quickly, that is totally fine because sometimes certain people, certain personalities, they just need more time to feel like they've given themselves that exposure and as much opportunity and confidence in the market as they can. And that's okay. As long as you go through that process and understand the risks in case that property might be scarce and make a decision based on that. Because like I said earlier, what you don't want to do is just dismiss a property straight away because it's too soon without going through that process. And then in a couple of months ago, look back on it and have regret. So it's a combination of prep work and research and just gut feel and personal comfort level as well. So at the end of the day, just like online dating, you might find someone or a property really quickly, or it might take a long time. But what you don't want to do is miss out on the love of your life just because you're not prepared. Information provided in our podcast is general in nature and does not constitute financial advice. Every effort has been made to ensure the information is accurate. Listeners must not rely on this information to make investment or financial decisions.